Okay, we're all good. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to the B2C Lead Generation Podcast. Welcome back to the B2C Lead Gen Podcast. My name is Daniel Hopewell here with Simon Delaney and this is episode 36, why feedback is a key to growth. And ironically, we are reacting to feedback today as we often get feedback on the pod and people commenting and discussing the importance of feedback loops or at least asking about them. So we decided to do a pod on this very subject. Um, Simon, let's just jump straight in um, into the meat of it. And let me ask you, if we focus sort of from the perspective of the buyer, um, what are the benefits of giving feedback and why is it so important? So if you're buying leads um, externally or internally, so if, you've, um, if you're buying them from a lead generator or you have a marketing team doing it internally, if you're not feeding back the outcomes or the results that the leads um, create, success is just a lead so the benefit is um is feeding back what's bad what's good what actually becomes a sale um because otherwise yeah a, a lead is success i mean it's uh you're effectively leaving money on the table immediately and you're not converting people um like you should be doing so it comes down to just sort of educating the people you're buying from to give them insights to what they can do better to give you better leads I suppose you work both ways um so the question then becomes I mean that seems like an obvious thing to do but obviously we see a lot of people I think it's normally from the perspective of the lead seller actually that says they, they struggle to get feedback um so the question is why isn't that a given why do people just feedback information all the time because that seems like an obvious thing to do yeah so over the years, I've uh, encountered many answers to that. So number one is there's a fear from the buyer in some cases that if you feed the information back, if your performance is good, then the CPLs are going to go up, especially if you're buying it like externally. Mm -hmm. They'll be like, well, hold on, you're making a lot more sales than we thought, and we've calculated this, and your CPL is now going to double. So that's one of them. Um I mean, the strange thing about that is that imagine if the performance did go up even more because you started feeding back um, what success looked like. And so you actually could then afford to make, pay more. Um, yeah. and, you know, remove some of this transparency around it all as well. So I don't, that as an excuse is like, yeah, it's an excuse for me. I, I don't really get it, but that's what I've heard. So it's kind of like fear that, the lead sellers were able to hack up the prices they want to avoid that is that ultimately why they're not doing it well that's one reason so yeah that's a, a, a reason i've heard the other is um the worry that if you start feeding outcomes back that information is going to be used to then sell um the leads that either don't convert or do convert so let's imagine i don't know um i'm sending you leads for broadband people want to switch broadband and someone switches and then a year later i switch i contact that lead again or do something and get them to switch to someone else so there's a fear that you're going to use um that information against the original buyer um i mean for me again that's a contractual thing right it's like putting in the contract 
well, number one, put it in the contract. Number two, if you treat the customers well, um, then hopefully they won't switch again anyway. You know, or if you, yeah. you give them the high speeds that you said you were going to, uh, they're not going to switch anyway. Um, so that's a, another reason. Um, the other is tech. So people just struggle. They can't get feedback like, you know, in this sort of time frames or the speed that people need it. And so a classic example is um, uh, one of our clients um, was sending leads to a call center and um, asked me to jump on the call with them. Um, this is about a year ago, maybe. Um, to just go through some tech issues and we were like can you set up a lead update api or feedback or a webhook to come back into databol so that we can adjust the sales and then we can um start uh optimizing the um the leads we're going after and they said oh um we could speak to tech about it but there's a four month delay behind that so i was like what do you mean what like why they said it's just things they're working on so to set up an api it take four months because they've got all this other work they've got to do. Um, dare I say it without plugging Dateball, that's exactly what Dateball's for, stuff like that, right? Because we can just set up an API like that in I know, a minute, two minutes max. So that's the sort of resource and a tech issue. Um, and if you're serious about buying leads and you really want to make the performance work, for example, that call center, right? They live and die by their results. Um, so imagine if they can add an extra, I don't know, 7% conversion from feeding back results so that uh, um, the lead generator can focus um, their uh, targeting on people that are more likely to convert. I mean, you pay for the tech or, you know, gets haul someone in and go stop working on that project and start working on this. That could be hundreds of thousands of pounds a month difference. Let me just ask you, because this, this is probably a naive question, but to me, feedback is almost like a, a spectrum of return. Like, I mean, what you're suggesting is like kind of API and information out, and that sounds like a more um, a more technical setup, but surely even just a bit of feedback in terms of like giving them a call and saying, this is what's happened, this is what I mean more of like, they will do that, right? Or is that, is that still an issue? Not necessarily because, well, that doesn't necessarily help particularly. So it depends how you're buying or it depends how the leads are being generated, right? So for example, if you're doing it on Facebook, um, which a lot of people do, you can target an audience much more efficiently than the correct audience by putting the, what success looks like back into it because then the algorithm can yeah. just go hunting for it. Um, if you're working on something like affiliate traffic um maybe more like generic information back could be better so you could say by the way we're noticing an over index of sales of women over 30 in hull can you try and hit more of them but the thing is that the likelihood of that happening and the analysis being done to get information i would argue um probably isn't happening because if you're not setting up automatic feedback loops you're probably not taking it seriously enough to actually even derive that information as well because that means you're having to do it all manually right someone would have to go in 
get all the sales out, get all the leads out, start looking at the over-indexing of conversions against what the result of every single one was. Imagine the length of time that might take to then try and figure out like, you know, this slight difference in what success looks like um, versus yeah. a machine that just does it. I'm not, I'm not saying that you have to use machines. I'm talking about, you know, why you're going to make your sales more efficient. If you want to do it manually, that's fine. It's not just sort of thinking that like people are like, I don't know, I'm still thinking perspective of the lead buyer. And if they're thinking it's difficult to do all this, like it's going to take months and months and, you know, maybe they've got a big system where they've got to go and get text to do it and they are struggling to make that change happen. Like I was trying to think of a solution that's like, I don't know, some feedback is better than nothing, basically. Yeah, I mean, so I guess like, I, I, I don't do this, it's, it's naive to what I'm asking. Yeah, so what, so what happened in the scenario that I mentioned is... Um, the uh, the buyer of the leads ended up doing an FTP drop of the outcome of every lead. Uh, it was like every week. Or did it end up being every twenty four hours? I think it might have been every week. Um, to the um, generator of the leads, those that they put it into Dateable. They just drop not trying to sell day boy by mentioning it, it's just this is what happened in yeah. they dragged and dropped it into one campaign we had a lead update from one campaign to the other using a unique identifier which was either the lead ID or the telephone number I can't remember um, that fed back the results of what turned to sales and what didn't and so it could filter it. and then I think the um, lead generator would then use that information to then target the leads more effectively so ultimately the you know the the right information came back um, for that particular one. But the, the buyer of the leads um, in that instance, I believe, might have had 15 different companies sending leads into them. Um, and I think that was a manual process for them getting that information out on like a weekly periodic basis and then feeding it back. Um, yeah, once you start adding all that up and either the sort of lack of automation behind it. So whether their tech team could then jump in sooner because it's still taking someone's time up. I mean, that's up to them, right? For me, I just think that the feedback needs to be is as soon as possible. It's a bit like feeding leads in, you know, when you need to contact them as soon as possible. Yeah. I think outcomes need to be fed back quickly as well because it's that information. So um, an example would be right now, what we're on um, the 23rd of September, um, there's a massive energy crisis going on with the prices of energy, right? That started like a few weeks ago. But imagine the targeting of um, potential consumers that could be interested in switching might have changed. And so if you're doing like quick feedback, that can change at the time. You're not relying on like, yeah. you know, a month later, some information coming out and using that. Um, and that's why it's useful to do it quickly. And when we, you know, when we post about this kind of thing, it's interesting because a lot of the stuff we sort of focus in towards helping the lead buyer. But when we post about this kind of thing, it's often the lead sellers who are commenting saying like 100% agree and saying, yeah, we need information. It's like, you know, getting blood from a stone trying to actually get this information back. It's like, it seems like a common source of frustration. But even people who appear on this pod, they're sort of like, it's a common theme that I find it frustrating. So I guess I want to sort of ask, how that information and it's a very basic question but how that information and getting that helps the lead seller improve what they're doing 
just so the fee, the lead buyers may understand the kind of the reasoning for it, if that makes sense. We all know the reality doesn't benefit them. So if you could create just an information vacuum where it was impossible to get that information, the lead sellers would actually benefit more because they just do what they want and send any old lead and no one knows what the outcome is and they can yeah. just go as cheap as possible. The reason why it benefits them is that they're actually just trying to help the client because they want to keep the client because they know that if they can get more leads that lead to success, they're more likely to retain the client. Um, that's ultimately all it's about. It's um, and it's why it's you know it needs to work in sort of harmony because what we're talking about here is just a marketing function, which is the lead generator and the lead buyer being a sales function. And like any organization, if they don't work together to a single like common goal, um, they're working against each other. And so, um, sorry, go on. That's really that's such an interesting way of viewing it because I say like when you look at it objectively there just seem to be almost like a bit of a conflict anyway we talk about it between the lead side and the lead buyer which is very counterintuitive because they both ultimately should want the same end goal which is yeah. a sale and more leads you make um, and it's bizarre that, that even exists that sort of like that almost tension and um i think as we talk about like transparency all the time and it feels like not feeling about the information is just inherently opaque um it makes it impossible to to improve like i think we said that i think it was michael free we had on the show actually i think if i remember him rightly saying something along the lines of if you don't feedback the information how do you expect them to do any better mm. and that and that's um, ultimately what it's all about yeah so it's um but it is bizarre that for the lead generator it, it's to do with um actually helping the client because it helps them retain the client and so it, it benefits sort of everyone in a, a loop but getting that information back um i i just i i think we've got to imagine these people are using external lead generators for a reason right like they yeah. they don't have the capacity to do this internally and so what i think that means is they probably don't understand the mechanisms of generating leads clearly enough to understand why that feedback is so important um so you could argue it's actually like an educational piece for lead buyers um to understand you know if you are buying leads of any significant volume or price i mean if you know we still do it if you're buying one lead a, a week i suppose but it, it might not be as um necessary but if you're you know the growth of your company or the stability of your company or the future of your company is pinned on the leads that you're buying either internally or externally and um you're not using feedback loops to improve the quality of those leads going forwards what's the point you just you know you're just going to stagnate stay at the same level um you know you can't use it for growth you're going to grow from like a you know perspective you're converting more leads but you're not going to get any more efficient um at converting leads you're just going to be it's, it's like definition of madness sort of um doing the same thing every day uh yeah it's interesting it just feel when we look at these things we we approach it objectively and it just feel counterintuitive but then we see the problem occurring a lot so it must still be fairly prevalent i guess um I, th I think it is that i think it's probably a lack of understanding of why the feedback's needed and there's nothing wrong with that right like 
you know, I don't understand mm. certain things like, you know, if you ask me how bricks are laid, I don't, you know, nothing about it. But if I was involved in making bricks or doing something about it, I'd probably, you know, look into it. But maybe yeah. the resources just aren't there to, um, to make it clear of why it's necessary. And hopefully stuff, you know, like his podcast, stuff Michael Ferrer does, um, other people, if, um, uh, you know, it might help um, educate and why it's, uh, why it's so important. Because ultimately, this is literally just about um, getting more customers and getting more of the right customers, more importantly. It sort of helps everyone because ultimately that feedback helps the targeting of ads um, to the right people that are more likely to be customers, which means uh, less ads pissing people off. Sure. Well, hopefully, um, I mean, uh, you never know who's listening, but hopefully people, some of the listening might be active to at least try this. And I do think from what we, what we see that if they do start feeling back, they'll see an improvement in results and it will be that self-fulfilling like self, self thing that they'll then keep doing it. Um, so yeah, maybe if you are buying leads, you're not feeling back and you're listening to this give it a try see see what happens and i'm sure yeah i definitely get, like, a, like that. we get a glut of comments saying it bullshit it doesn't work <laughs> our sales plummeted it's a joke yeah it, but it's like we'll never say it's never it's not just going to work it's just it's not been it's not like it's been tried and tested and failed it's just it's not been done that seems, that seems well, to when, be when it where it is done it does work i mean it's it, you know some people do do it it's just um you know, for there's probably like ten percent of the market of lead buyers that actually do it. And really, that's quite a small percentage of people actually doing this. Then, so yeah. I understand why. Or do it. Or do it in the yeah. sort of time frame that makes it like you know useful. Interesting. And can lead? I suppose, like you said before, like the contract can lead generators put that in. Like, yeah, we'll we'll sell your leads, but we need feedback. Is that something they can stipulate? Is that realistic or? Um, I think, I mean, I, when we spoke to um, Josh from MVF, he said they tried that and they it, um, they realized they'd get like a lot less clients, so they couldn't do it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> sort of, I think I answered well, that. Ignore my suggestion then. <laughs> um, I think, I think what, it, what you can put in the contracts is the fact that, you know, these leads or the if any information back is entirely confidential and will not be used in any way whatsoever. And, um, you know, it probably also needs to be in the privacy policy of the generation of whoever's generating them and even the buyer of the leads that, you know, they use the sales information to optimize the um, targeting of their campaigns for in future. Um, yeah, I, all that sort of stuff needs to go in there. Sure. Well, I think um, I say the title of this was why feedback is the key to growth. And I mean, I had an idea and I kind of wanted to examine it from your perspective, but I think that fairly, um, fairly strongly argues the point that it is very important. So hopefully people listening will, <laughs> either you're a seller and you already agree with this or you're a buyer and you think, okay, we're going to, to try. Unless, you're, unless, unless, unless you're a seller onto a good thing by just sending any old rubbish, right? And then you're like, no, I, I, don't I, feedback I, leads. To be honest, I don't know. I don't think, I feel like people still listen to 36 episodes into this podcast series and 
they're still selling rubbish. They we would have put them off, I think, long before that. If you still listen to this, you're probably very much on the the quality train and you want to do good legion. I think um, I don't think we've got too many people like that listening or or ever. I'm not sure, but um, but yeah, that was episode 36. Why feedback is the key to growth. Cool. Thanks for listening to the B2C Lead Generation Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe to hear more from those at the very cutting edge of the lead gen world.